though, let me say good morning um, to those who are in person and on Zoom. Um, we have um, about 12 people who are on Zoom and we have about uh, four people in class. Yeah. <laughs> so um, we got a good class um, and uh, I'm, I'm excited to get um, to commitment to discipleship. Um, if but you can pull up the PowerPoint from the from the uh, G Drive, if you um, have um, if you want to pull it up, I put it I put the link on the family page, so you should be able to go into the G Drive and pull up the PowerPoint um, and follow along that way as well. Um, yeah, I tried to click on it yesterday and kept coming back I put it in there like late yesterday. Okay. Yeah. It was like after 11 or so. Ah, okay. Yeah. So it's in there now. Hopefully it's in there now. So you guys can uh, pull up the PowerPoint and follow along that way. Um, let me see. Okay. So usually this class, um, if I'm following the, the flow of classes, this class is usually a later class to teach on because um, we're still going through our survey level classes. Um, and so usually, uh, let's see, we just got done with um, survey of the Book of Acts. Mm -hmm. And we have a few more survey classes to, to hit on, like uh, Pentateuch, Poetry, right. Survey of the Prophets, looking at the history, <laughs> looking at the history of the, the Jews and, and things of that sort. And then, um, then usually after that, that's when we get to a section called ministry preparation courses or classes where we look at commitment to discipleship, biblical teaching on spiritual gifts, uh, doctrine of salvation, uh, biblical teaching on prayer, um, Holy Spirit, um, fasting class, biblical teaching on worship and stewardship. So those classes are coming down the pipeline. So those are sound like exciting class. I think that's what people are waiting for, those type <laughs> classes, but we gotta lay the foundation first. We gotta um, make sure that we have a, um, a understanding of Bible content and structure first before we can jump into these topical classes and things of that sort. So just bear with us through the journey of learning about the Old Testament, learning about the New Testament, learning the ins and outs of it. So when we do come to these classes, it won't be as difficult to, to learn. So, um, so yeah. Um, so if you have the PowerPoint, you can go ahead and pull it up on your phone uh, or on your device, on your computer. Um, and so, the course overview, what this class is about, is that the purpose of um, commitment to discipleship is designed to illustrate the process of disciple making that Jesus taught and modeled. The Lord himself commissioned his church to make discipleship her greatest priority. And so that allows us to know that um, when, it, when we're looking at the concept of discipleship, it is not unique in itself. The, the concept of discipleship existed years before it was mentioned in the Gospels. But the word, we don't see the word disciples or discipleship until the Gospels. But the concept of it exists, um, even the beginning of um, development of Israel, um, it existed during that time there. And so, um, and so now we are really looking at, um, in this time period with the Gospels, 
Um, many people have disciples. You could be disciples of Pharisees. You could be disciples of Sadducees, disciples of Moses. Um, even today, when we claim discipleship, a lot of people are just disciples to my Baptist church, disciple to my pastor or disciple to whoever. But God, but Jesus, he laid out um, guidelines. If you want to be my disciple, then you have to follow these non-negotiables. And when Jesus gives the non-negotiables, they are non-negotiable. <laughs> There's no going around it. There's no skipping one and following the other. No, uh, Jesus is very, very particular and very precise when it comes to his um, negotiables, okay? So um, he said the Lord himself has commissioned his church to make disciples her greatest priority. Um, and so if, if discipleship was Jesus' greatest priority uh, while he was on earth and um, he's the head of the church, how come discipleship is not our greatest priority today? I don't know about you all, but I've come into the understanding of discipleship this past you know, few years, uh, past about four or five years. But growing up in church, you didn't hear anything about discipleship. You had, you know, Sunday school class or, or Bible study or, you know, groups or whatever. But when it comes to having a systematic Bible study uh, or systematic training on how to understand the word and, and things of that sort, it really did not exist. It was not really important for a lot of our churches. We're focused on membership but we're not really focused on discipleship. So, um, so definitely we are going to understand Jesus' commission, um, what he gave to his church, and um, understand why discipleship is Jesus' greatest priority while he was on earth, okay? Um, and of course, we know the, um, the scripture, Matthew 28, verses 19 to 20, um, that says, and Jesus came to them and said, all authorities in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore make disciples of all nations. That was the great uh, commission that Jesus gave all of his disciples before he um, departed earth. And so, um, and so that's something that we, um, as, um, as believers coming to disciples or disciples, this is something that everyone should have a, play, uh, a part to play in when it comes to disciple making. It's not just for a particular person to to do all the work, but everyone has an area, everyone has a gift, everyone um, has a part to play when it comes to building up the people of God, building up the body of Christ, okay? So um, it says, in this class, we will examine how well the contemporary church corporately and individually has done in obeying the Lord in this area. So of course, we're going to look at how discipleship kind of fell off throughout the years and what we call it now and, and things of that sort. And um, we have to understand how discipleship plays in a corporate setting, like our local church, and also how discipleship works individually. What does that look like here every day? What does that look like? So uh, it's very, very exciting here. So give me one second. Let me see if this computer loads up. Because if you guys can see the course objectives. registry. <laughs> this is so ghetto. Sorry, y'all. Um, this is beyond downloading. Right. Actually, you know what? I think 
Let me try. Let me try one thing. Let's see if y'all can. Let me see here. Is anybody here on Zoom? Okay. Or just look on the screen and see what they see, I guess. We can see it. We can see it. Presentation, can you see the presentation? Yep. Yes, ma'am. Okay, we'll do it that way then. I'll just run it from here. I'm running from the back, but I'll run it from here. Okay, good. So, uh, but inside, they can't see it here. That's why I was trying to have it so that in, uh, people in-house and on Zoom can see it, but the computer's being ghetto back there. Okay. <laughs> All right, and then since I got a new probably get the um you get the um unplug from audio because it'll start clashing and all that stuff. Um then I got an updated computer so all the plugs back there don't work for it so it's just like terrible. So um but next week I'm gonna be on it. I'm gonna have everything connected and ready to go. But um let's see if we went through that. Okay this is the course overview and now the course objective. So this is what um, as a result of laboring in this class, uh, students will uh, learn about the distinctions between a believer and a disciple. And so we're definitely going to talk about that. Or is there a difference between believer and disciple? Or are they the same? Uh, I don't think we've ever um, really thought about it. We never really thought that the believer was different from disciple or things of that sort. So we're going to definitely talk about that. So um, believers, they are born again, um, but disciples, they're not born. So that's the title of the book. It says what this, um, disciples are made, not born. So you are, you're born as a believer. You're born again as a believer. But when it comes to disciple, actually, you actually have a choice whether or not to move into discipleship. And we're going to look at um, a lot of um, Jesus' ministry, how he talked to a lot of people. And people will say, you know, I want, to, I want to follow after you. I want to be a disciple. And he always say, well, if you're going to be my disciple, then you, you don't let the dead bury the dead. When you say that to the, to the guy, his father passed away. He said, come on, let the dead bury the dead. And he was just kind of froze. And uh, another guy who uh, Jesus told to give up all your riches. And follow after me. And he just walked away with his head down. So there is um, Jesus. He, his, um, <laughs> his requirements for discipleship is, is uh, challenging. And it is, is and um, the scripture says that you must count the cost. Mm -hmm. you, you just can't. Uh, it's, it's not an emotional experience. Mm -hmm. That's how we do it in church. And, you know, the preachers preaching good and uh, the keyboards playing our, you know, song and and all that stuff, we just going up there crying. No, mm -mm. nope, not when, when it comes to discipleship, because you're going to have to let go of some things. And if God is asking for you to, to go left, you got to go left, even though you made a vision board to go right. God, God is uh, he's very particular when it comes to discipleship. So we're going to learn about the distinction between believer and disciple. So number two is to learn more about how the expectation and the call uh, to discipleship is embedded in the New Testament scriptures. So um, beyond the gospels to include, basically to include all of the New Testament, 
um, there are expectations of discipleship or the presumption of discipleship. So we talked about that in the uh, book of Acts class. When you're looking at the New Testament, there are some transitional indicators that you must keep in mind. And one of them is presumption of discipleship, meaning that they, they, they were in a culture of discipleship. So once someone um, uh, became saved, once they're saved, saved through faith, they automatically went into discipleship. They automatically um, went to, um, they gathered every day. It was an automatic thing, okay? And so that's something that we must understand that they had an understanding of scripture, they got together and um, they grew up in the culture of, of understanding scripture. Like we, we talked about how um, scripture was their K to 12. And so they have a really good understanding of scripture in which today we really don't. So that's something to understand when we're translating, uh, when we're understanding or interpreting uh, scripture, one of the transitional indicators. So pop quiz, does anybody remember the other, there's four transitional indicators. Does anybody remember the other three indicators? <laughs> when you're looking at New Testament scripture, what is it that you need to keep in mind when looking at the transition of scripture? Because I'm about to give it away. But... It's not with the error. That they, at one point, like they were still under law. Okay, so it's a transition from what? Law to grace. That's one. Transition from law to grace. What else? Uh, from, because then they start operating off of revelation, right? So, okay, so I, I can I can grow on that, so. <laughs> <laughs> That's a new one. I can grow on that. <laughs> they were Transition from Judaism to okay. church. From Judaism to the church, I think that's what someone says. Yes. So the focus on the Jews to the church, so the Jews is no longer God's chosen people, right. that the church is now God's chosen people. Right. Okay, that's two. All right, we need one more. Hmm. What was the question again? What is the four transitional indicators that we must use in order to um, interpret New Testament scripture. Some things we need to keep in mind, basically like a framework that we need to keep in mind. Is it like now, the evolution of the actual church? Who wrote it? It's about writing, yeah, because you said revelation, and it's about, so what did they have at first before the, the church? The revelation versus illumination. That, that yeah, I'll, yeah, yeah. So it's it's um, having the Old Testament scriptures or old right. yeah Old Testament Testament scriptures to come into a point where there is no scripture. Right. So they're dealing with revelation. A lot of revelatory things are happening during this time through signs and miracles and wonders, and God is speaking directly to people and and things of that sort. So that was high because of there was no New Testament scripture. Right. So therefore, they had to get their instruction somehow right. through revelation. Okay, so that's something to keep in mind, okay? Ooh, I done pushed y'all. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. So you know we're getting one. some. You grown. <laughs> I just said revelation. I'm not going to do all that. I can, we, can, we can work on that one. So, um, so the, uh, the four transitions is from law to grace, from... Uh, focused on the Jews to the church now. You got um, the presumption of discipleship. 
and also the uh, from having old uh, Testament scriptures to now having no new no new Testament scriptures. So revelation was very high at that point. So that's something to keep in mind. We're going. We I lay out this framework, but we're going to um, we're going to see it in action, of course, throughout our classes. And so, but this right here. The presumption of discipleship is, is one that we need to keep in mind that they lived in a culture of discipleship of learning and, um, and uh, yeah, discipleship of learning. So we need to uh, definitely keep that in mind, okay? Um, I have a question. Um, the, uh, does the, you might not know the answer, but does the Disciples of Christ denomination have a culture of discipleship? Oh, the... The denomination um, the of Christ, right? Yeah, I, I, know, I know there's, I don't know if that's the name of the denomination specifically. I thought it was Disciples of Christ. Yeah, I think it is uh, because. Yeah. That's what uh, uh, Walker, what's his name? Um, Wilson. I think Wilson is Disciple of Christ, his denomination. Walt Wilson? Walt, yeah. Really? He's yeah, Disciple of Christ. Um, right <laughs> but yeah i think he is but no because it's based off of um christianity okay so it doesn't technically follow it has you know how people how a lot of denominations they have some type of truth about it but there's always these little nuances in it that kind of makes it wrong kind of <coughs> makes it distorted and so that's, I think, I believe I haven't studied Disciples of Christ, but I know it falls under the Protestant uh, denominations. And so, um, yeah, but that's something to research and to, to let us know. Huh? Can't grow on that. Okay, I can't grow on that one. <laughs> I haven't studied Disciples of Christ. There's so many denominations out yeah, there. There, I, I told you that there's literally over 30,000 denominations that's that exist. Crazy. And I know about five. <laughs> I know about five. Okay? <laughs> and, and not all the new ones that's going to Listen, all the new ones popping up. So, um, so yeah, that's a good question. Thank you for that one. Um, uh, let's see, number three, you said, be afforded the opportunity to interact and have a practical um, opportunity to participate in the disciple, um, <coughs> disciple making process here. So we all, like I said, we all bring something to this work, okay? Uh, we are all gifted for, for this work, and we should reflect and assess that in our own lives. And so if you are saved, if you are a believer, you have a spiritual gift. No matter what they say, <laughs> no matter what church has told you that you ain't got no gift and all this stuff, no. Scripture tells us that if you are saved, we're going to go deeper in that, but if you are saved, you have a spiritual gift, okay? In 1 Corinthians, it talks about all believers have a certain gift. And so um, and so, so we're going to, you may ask, well, I don't know my gift. Okay. There's a process of, um, of helping you to learn what your gift is, but your gift contributes to the edification in the building of the body of Christ, okay? Your gift helps in discipleship making, okay? And so um, as, um, as we continue to grow, we'll be able to, to help you identify and to be able to operate in your gifts, but you gotta stay the course. 
Okay, you've got to stay the course. Okay, Jesus did not teach this to believers. He taught them to his disciples. Okay, those who wanted to go further from just being a believer, going further into um, having Jesus Lord over him and um, staying under his teachings. Those are the people that Jesus was talking to. Okay, so hang on. Okay, hang on to the process. Hang on to it. Um, so if you have your book on page seven in the intro, in the forward, um, on page, I believe it's page seven in your book. It says, make disciples is the mandate of the master. So you get the Matthew 28, okay? Um, we may ignore it, but we cannot e evade it. Our risen Christ left this legacy, the Magna Carta of the church. So that is a way that the author is saying um, that there is nothing more important than discipleship making. No event, no ministry, no nothing. No, no. What's number one, it should be our priority, is making disciples, okay? Uh, going back to the book, he says that, uh, let's see, he provided both the model and method. So do not think that we can get around this, okay? Jesus laid it down uh, across every I, I mean, uh, across <laughs> every T, dot every I. He laid it out, and there's no way that we can um, go around it. Now, we will see counterfeits out there saying that they're disciples and they're doing discipleship, but when you really look at what they're teaching, when you really look at what they represent, you realize that that is a counterfeit. <laughs> they are not disciples of Christ. Okay, so we have to really train our eye because a lot of those I can I can attest to going to various churches, working in various churches. You hear them talk about discipleship, yeah. but when you really look at what they're teaching, it's total opposite of what Jesus is calling for us to do. Okay, so you got to really because Satan he he will he will he will have you at a point where you're thinking you're following Christ. <laughs> he he he's so sneaky that he will make you think you're following Christ because you ain't you don't really read your word, so you really can't compare it. So Satan like, okay, well y'all go ahead and, and do that and fine, go ahead. He loves it when we're off off track. He loves that, so we have to really. Uh, make sure that we are following the way of Jesus Christ, okay? Um, let's see here. Where am I at? His life. His life and death recast the lives of men. He demonstrated that you have not done anything until you have changed the lives of men. <clears throat> so if you have not changed the lives of people, you have not done anything. Yeah. I don't care if you, if people come up and say, oh, your song blessed me and all oh, your message changed me. I mean, uh, bless me, but they go out and they're not changed. They're not challenged. They're not nothing than what you have done. Tickle they fans. Right. Tickle they fans. I'll take that because I was going to say something else. But <laughs> <laughs> you don't waste a good time. Not to say that a, a good message and a good song, all that stuff, is, is not good. It is good. But if you, we have to make sure that what we're doing contributes to helping um, others uh, to become disciples and, and to become and to grow in Christ. Okay. I remember because um, uh, growing up, it was all about you got to be anointed. 
you know what I mean? You got to be anointed. And I got to the place to where it was like, oh my God, you're anointed. And I was just like, oh, I done made it finally. You know, like, wow, they said I'm anointed. And then I started watching and I was like, wait, what does that mean? And then it, I realized for a lot of people, it was, they felt good while you were singing. It was a feeling. So then, because that was put in me, I started affecting other people. Like, oh, no, nah, they feel good. You ain't anointed. Right. Like, yeah. you ain't got the anointing. And I was like, and then one day I got older, and I was like, it was like, oh, you were so anointed today. I just, and I was like, did it help you change? And they just like, I was like, oh, man, this is, no, nah, I'm just making the hair on your, your arm stand mm -hmm. up. Like, that's why. I don't want to be there. Right. You did your good singing today. <laughs> Ooh, you're the rest. But, but you ain't. But you ain't hear nothing in the message. But you ain't hear nothing. You ain't hear the lyrics. <laughs> you ain't heard the lyrics. Yeah, yeah. So the anointing let him sing the truth. You know what I mean? But that up there just I, that I was hurt when I realized like that's all y'all was saying was I was down with it and you felt good. Mm -hmm. I was like, that's that's whack. Like this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that that's that's something. That's something. So let's see here. But you bless my soul. Remember you bless that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> right. I ain't after you. Did I make did you want to change out? Right, right. Did I help change your soul though? Okay. Well, <laughs> that's the question. Molly's revivals. <laughs> Don't get started. <laughs> Let's not get started. Lord have mercy. Next paragraph on page seven. Pretty much. They so. fell out, but they were, we was trying to change. Right. <laughs> seven revivals for us. Right. Um, page seven <coughs> says, follow me, he urges men. Yeah. And then the staggering assurance, lo, I am with you always. So I have a problem with this sentence. Uh-oh. Okay, I have a problem with this sentence here because when you really look at scripture, Jesus was not just talking to men. And so you will see in this book that this author will, um, he's not talking like, you would think like, okay, universal, he urged his men or whatever. Um, no, this, this, this guy right here, when you continue to read, he's really one of those people who, who really believe that men do the work, like men. So you have to really be careful with things like this. Um, like so, men, like he, you think he thinking like men and women are inferior to yeah. deal? Mm -hmm. Yeah, men are more than women, pretty much. Okay, gotcha. So yeah, you'll see, you'll see, you'll see. Keep reading. <laughs> I read material that always include men and does not have uh, the other gender. Mm -hmm. I have a habit of uh, reading in contact of mm -hmm. men and women, yeah. regardless of yep. maybe their stance mm -hmm. is that a woman yeah. shouldn't preach and a woman shouldn't be over men and all that mm -hmm. kind of stuff. So. Yep. You know, because some you know, the, the, the meal can be good. You just have to know how to eat it and throw out the ball. You do. Sleep, meat, throw away the bones. So. You got to call it out because everybody ain't going to think like that. Yeah, right. Yeah. Some people out. believe that men, you know, are, yeah, yeah, yeah. have that yeah. higher weight than women. Mm -hmm. So, and then you got to be able to defend it in scripture. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so we see in the book of Acts, we see in the book of Luke. 
that Jesus was around women. The, the women were the first one to come to the tomb. The women, the women were the ones financing Jesus' ministry. Was. <laughs> even, even in the old, in the old, women was out there. Right, even in the young men. Israel had a queen. Yeah. And no one, no one even talked about Deborah a judge that. or something? Yeah, Deborah was a judge. Yeah. And she was a mighty one at that. She was. And so, but um, we have to understand when looking uh, now in the New Testament, we're dealing with the Roman culture. Yeah. And so they didn't have they 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 didn't have that same thought as Israel, as men and women, you know, can do the same thing. You no, know, men are 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 far far more up there than men, uh, than women. So uh definitely keep that in mind. And when someone because you will come against people who think that women should not preach and women should not do X, Y, and Z. You well, should be able be on to. The floor, not the post. Right, right. <laughs> Don't have her preach up in the pool. Right. That's so <laughs> And so we should be able to give a defense. That's what scripture says. Yeah. Give a defense. Okay. <clears throat> so I just wanted to just throw that in there. Okay. So uh, I'm not following my notes. I'm sorry. Yeah. Let's see here. You are going with you always. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. We got right. books today. Right. Right. <laughs> so let's go back to the book here. Let's see here. Okay. So I just kind of went on my rant in my notes. So I just did that. Okay. So much. Is that where I'm at? No. Somehow. Okay. Next paragraph. Much of the um, feverish or feverish and frustrating activity of the contemporary church is devoided of relevance and fulfillment. So a lot of our churches today, we are really focused on activity driven. Yeah. We're, we are, there's social clubs and things of that sort. And then he goes on and says, entertainment, not education is our program. Huh. Laymen are disenchanted. You already know I got an issue with laymen. But we know. It's not script. We know. All right, all right, I got all my horses now. Okay. Um, they are looking for involvement with internal, with eternal bite. C.S. Lewis says, all that is not eternal is eternally out of date. Hey, that yeah, was that, that was a good one. That was a really, really good one there. So I just kind of want to just jump into the intro a little bit. Oh, um, on page eight, the next page, it says, here is a primer on discipleship commended to the one who wants to walk where Christ walked and sustain <laughs> a ministry of multiplication. These pages feel an urgent need in our generation when the battle is for the minds and the hearts of men. I thought that was a really powerful statement. And so it is our charge, it is our mandate to have our hearts and minds transferred to become like Christ. Okay. So that's kind of the, and then the last one, it says every, everyone after, uh, everyone after he has been fully trained will be like his teacher, yeah. our Lord avowed in Luke 6 and 40. So this book's invite you to take his yoke upon you and learn of him. That's the line. Right, that's the line. I that line. That's the line. line. That's the line. So this is this is a really, really, really good book. Um, I, I can't wait to, to dig into it. Um, uh, going back to the PowerPoint, though, I skipped the part on the on the PowerPoint, the, the lecture topics that things that we're going to be talking about in this book, um, we're gonna touch maybe a little bit of the first one, the kind of person God uses, um, slash Jesus as Lord. So we're gonna kind of jump into that. We're gonna um, jump into the cost of discipleship, a proper view of God and man. Mm, 
evangelism and the disciple, oh. recruiting a prospective disciple, oh my God. how to train a disciple, so follow up and imparting the basics. And last one is multiplying your life efforts and choosing a life objective. So that's, um, I don't know how long this class is going to be. It's okay. Okay, so we're just kind of kind of lifetime students. <laughs> oh, we are lifetime students. Yeah, all lifetime. Right. <laughs> so, uh, but I won't stretch it out to the point where I'm just like, Ugh, next book, you know. So, um, so we'll definitely get get through it. So I'm really excited. But are there any questions or comments so far? All right. Cool. All right. Let me jump. Let's jump here. So let's go ahead and jump into our first first lesson. We got about 14 minutes, so I'm going to do a little bit. I knew I wasn't going to get far today. Central. Central gets me every time, right? Gets me every time. Um, so like I said, um, the culture of discipleship um, was already established, especially in the times of, of, times of Moses um, during the development of the nation, nation of Israel. So, um, if we're going to be biblical, we don't have, we have to look at, um, this concept of, of discipleship and look at it, you know, down the line of scriptures. And so, um, so like I said, we don't really see the word disciple until we get to, to the gospels. Um, and, um, overwhelmingly, this is how Jesus viewed his followers. He called them his disciples. And so we must acknowledge that Jesus was not the only one that had disciples. Many other groups, um, branches of Judaism, had their disciples as well. Okay. And so in John chapter 9, let me see here. Uh, okay. Yep, I'm jumping. So hold on. Before I jump to, jump to John, the, um, in this first chapter here, we're going to be familiar with the textbook. We're going to learn more about the biblical definition of disciple. We'll do that next week. And we're going to define the attributes of a faithful disciple. Okay, mm -hmm. we're going to do that next week. Mm -hmm. um, so John chapter 9, verse 24 to 29, it says, So for the second time they called the man who had been blind and said, Give, give glory to God. We know that this, is a man, this man is a sinner. He answered, whether he is a sinner, I do not know. One thing I do know, that, that though I was blind, now I see. And they said to him, what did you do? Uh, what did he do to you? Um, how, how did he open your eyes? He answered them and said, I've told you already, and you will not listen. Why do you want to hear it again? Do you also want to be his disciple? <laughs> and they reviled him saying, you are his disciple, but we are disciples of Moses. We know that God has spoken to Moses, but as for this man, we do not know where he comes from. <laughs> so you see there, then, uh, during this time, they had um, a lot of Jews, they, they were disciples of somebody. And so here, um, they, they claim to be disciples of Moses, okay? So I just wanted to kind of pull that out. I, I kind of love that story. I love the way they talk to each other. And so in Exodus chapter 19, we see this concept of following God, God calling, calling you out and telling, and telling you that you are going to obey my statutes and, and commandments. Okay, so Exodus 19, uh, verses four through six, it says, you yourself have seen what, you, what I did to the Egyptians and how I bore you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. 
Now, therefore, if you indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant, you shall be my treasured possession among all peoples. For all the earth is mine, and you shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. So these are the words that you shall speak to the people of Israel. And see, so here, God is establishing um, the order of, uh, of the people of Israel, that you will, you will obey my voice, <laughs> you will keep my, my covenant, and you will be my treasured people. And so that's how Jesus is, is telling is telling his disciples um, in in the Gospels that you uh, follow follow after me, listen to what I have to say. Now I am the authority. God has given <coughs> me the authority now. And uh, if you want to be my disciples, then you follow my word pretty much, and you will be my disciple. And so that's kind of the same concept that God had with Israel. Okay. Um, this chart here um, is a bigger chart in, in, the, in the Dropbox, so you can kind of see it, but um, this, is, this is a chart that you're going to see all the time. It's called Ye Shall Know the Truth chart, okay? So I'm going to reference this all the time. And so it shows, this particular chart here shows us the, um, the steps of, uh, of getting to truth. And so the first level is salvation by faith in the finished work of Jesus Christ. And I want to encourage you when you have your free time or study time to look up these scriptures that are by these steps so that you can have an understanding of your call and understanding of the difference between believer and disciple and how Jesus makes, makes that distinction. And so that's the first step is salvation by faith in the finished work of Jesus Christ. The second step is that the believer must make the decision to surrender and to submit to him as a disciple. So you have to decide to whether or not to make Jesus as Lord. You would think that would be automatic and I gave my life, but after you've given your life, now you have to do the work. You have to work out what? It's sanctification. You have to work it out. You got to work it out. So, um, so that's the second step. The third step is disciple must be committed to the systematic and authoritative spiritual teaching. So, so TLC coming together, um, various teachings um, when it comes to uh, uh, when it comes to teaching, it must be systematic and it must be authoritative spiritual teaching. You must commit yourself to to that. Okay, so TLC is just not a Bible study. TLC is a training. To help you to become a disciple of Jesus Christ. Okay. Everybody got little good Bible studies out here. We talk about this various topic. No, we're going to help you to become a disciple of uh, Jesus Christ. Okay. And so, um, and so that's the third step. And then the fourth step is disciple must be trained in other spiritual disciplines. So the first step is training. That's when we're going through all the survey classes, making sure we know the scriptures, we understand the scriptures. Second is to train you into in spiritual disciplines in prayer, worship, meditation, fasting, solitude, et cetera, et cetera, okay? And then the fifth step is with the willingness to obey the Holy Spirit. Disciple is positioned to recognize truth, okay? So, um, and that takes, it takes time. It's not automatic. 
and just say, the Holy Spirit just say, go reveal it to me. No, you have work to do. You have work to do. And so this is, this is the, the steps that we are taking um, to develop strong disciples who know the word of God, who can recognize truth, um, who, you know, go to various places. You may hear things and things may not, they may sound right to certain people. When you're listening, you're like, that, that ain't God. Scripture don't say that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Scripture don't say that. Wait a minute. Scripture said it. No, right. no it didn't. No, it didn't. <laughs> and so, um, and then what to do when you hear things like that. And so I know that during this TLC um, uh, program or, or course or whatever, uh, we become we uh, came uh, to learn some truths and things of that sort, and we we get so excited, we're ready to tell people what we've learned and things of that sort. But you have to be careful in that because you may cause more harm mm-hmm. than good, especially if that person has not dedicated themselves to the scriptures, if they have not dedicated themselves to being the disciple. Okay, you have to be careful. I know people were so quick to say, you know, I told them that I wasn't a Christian. I'm just like, no, wait, wait. You have to, you have to be careful because um, we, what we will learn is how Paul. Um, we talked about actually a few weeks ago how Paul won people over by um, by putting himself in, in positions of winning people over. So if I'm around the Jews, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Jew. If I'm around the Gentiles, and I'm a, you know. But we have to learn as disciples, let me say this, as disciples uh, in training, one thing that Jesus did was that he did not send his disciples out so early. He had them to train before sending them out. And before you go out speaking and all this stuff, you need training. I don't care what engagements you have coming up, you need training. Okay, so you won't be out here saying things and people are looking at you crazy because you're you're in front of people who don't know who actually don't know the word. So you have to bring them up to that point. You just can't throw it at them. Expect them to get it. You got to grow them up. You got to bring them up to that point. So um, so, yeah, definitely keep growing. Keep learning. But uh, as, as Jesus said, you know, don't go to the left, don't go to the right, you know, just just go where I'm sending you. And, uh, and uh, you know, he, he told them to, to go to certain places. Don't go here, but go here right. or whatnot. So just be careful. Amen. So I just wanted to kind of give that disclaimer or whatnot. So, um, so yeah, let's go. Here, okay, we went over that scripture, Matthew 28. That's kind of our, our main scripture here. Um, let's see here. Let's go to the intro. Let's go here. So it says, simply said, let's go to the slide. It says, simply said, the most important work of the church of Jesus Christ. Um, hold on, my window's in the way. Corporate and individual is to make disciples. It sums up the call on each of our lives. Everything we as a church do ought to be measured against this great commission. 
when Jesus gave this commission to his disciples, he obviously had an accountable aspect to the command in mind. Discipleship then, or making disciples, involves a multiplication process. And so we, we kind of talked about that in the intro. The, the author talks about that, multi, um, the, the importance of discipleship becoming a multiplication process. And so we see in scripture that the apostles and the prophets, they laid that foundation for us. And the apostles begin to teach disciples and then the disciples begin to teach other disciples. And so it just, it goes on like that. Um, that's, the, that's the multiplication process there. Disciple teaching disciples, okay? And so you're going to get to a point where in your discipleship um, journey that you're going to have to mentor someone else, a newly disciple. And you have to, um, there's going to be a, a point where you're, you're now that that model for that that young disciple. They're looking at your life, yeah, and to see how a disciple should be. And if your life is jacked up, I, I guarantee you they're going to follow that and and think that that's the way that you're supposed to go. Yeah. And so you're we as disciples, we have to make sure that we are modeling the way of Jesus Christ because Jesus is going to send people to us to help them to become a disciple, okay? And we don't want to, you know, send them in a different direction because we're not under obedience, okay? Scripture says, so you're all obedience has been fulfilled. So we need to make sure that we are fulfilling what it is that God has called for us to do, okay? Um, then, let's see here. Let's see, it says the model and the process of discipleship slides okay well i'll just read it here the model and the process of this uh is given in scripture while many churches feel as though they need to keep up with the times the methodology of jesus christ himself put in place will never become outdated nor can it be supersede in effectiveness the reality is that the contemporary church seems to to have opt for membership over discipleship. Yeah. Making committed church members is a demonic counterfeit for committed discipleship, okay? Therefore, each of us must, must ask, am I a committed disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ or am I a merely a committed church member, okay? So I think I'm gonna stop, this is 1029, I'm stop right there. So are there any questions or comments so far? No, a lot an hour. <laughs> it's good though. Mm -hmm. Y'all right on Zoom? Y'all right? I guess quiet. Y'all good? We yell alive. We yell alive. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah the hope no. So um, definitely read chapter one. Uh, like I said, there are some more books that are coming in. And so um, I'll have those this week. Um, yep. So if there are any questions or comments, I will go ahead and close and close out here. So, um, so Father God, we thank you for this day. Thank you, God, for allowing us to come together and to learn about becoming a disciple of Jesus Christ. Um, no more of um, doing things our way, Father. The things that we thought were right, Father, but we're going to take time and to look at the scriptures 
and to analyze the scriptures, just like how the, the Nazarene went back after Paul talked and went into the scriptures to make sure that everything was, um, was lined up correctly. We as um, disciples, we have that same mandate. So whatever's being taught, whatever's being said, we need to make sure that it's lined up with your word, Father, so that um, we can uh, walk in power, walk in obedience, and walk in the anointing that you call us to walk in, Father. So God, we lift you up and we bless you and give you all the praise, glory, and honor. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. All right, thank you all, and I'll see you all next week. God bless you guys. I'll see you uh, 